But I just want to begin this, this service with the Bible account of the story that we call Christmas. So I'll just ask my reader to read something out for me. He asks me because he knows I'm scared to do it. So Luke 2, 1 to 14, the birth of Jesus. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He travelled there from a village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby snugly wrapped in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace to earth, sorry, and Peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Thank you. <clears throat> so hopefully you've, I would imagine, hopefully everyone here has heard the story of Christmas before. But I want us to go a little step further, whether you confess to know Christ or not. But I hope that this Christmas season, that every single person here tonight enters a new journey in knowing who Jesus Christ really is. And you can have that experience in your own life where you know him personally and it is the most sweetest relationship you could ever discover. But this account that, that uh, Joanna's just read for us ends with a declaration of peace from God to people. You know, we, we know that there's sometimes we have declarations of war where a president or a king declares war against another king or another nation. In the story that we've just heard, God makes a declaration of peace to the whole world. And that's such an amazing, powerful thing that Jesus Christ, when he came to earth, came under the banner of he wants to bring peace. He wants to bring peace into our families. He wants to bring peace into our life. He wants to bring peace in our heart, which so often is what people are looking for. And they might think that I want freedom or I want money or I want fame all these things that we're looking for, but that the bottom root of all that stuff is we want to have peace in our heart about who we are and what we're here for. And I'll tell you something, when we discover Jesus Christ for who he is, not just the baby in the manger, but the saviour of the world, then we can understand that peace. It was, a, it was time for God to reveal himself to the world when Jesus went missing in heaven. He was found on earth in the form of a baby. Christmas morning, I've really got something stirring in my heart. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. We're going to talk about when Jesus went missing in heaven and what happened. It's, it's going to be fun, but I'll, just, I'll elaborate that on Christmas morning. But 
God had peace in mind when Jesus was born. God still has peace in mind when he thinks of you. So I'm going to show you just a couple of scriptures tonight. Isaiah 26 verse 3, this is before Jesus was born, before Jesus came in the flesh. But, but it's, a, it's what God declares about himself. It says, He will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you and all whose thoughts are fixed on you. We're talking about a person who hasn't come yet, and it's a prophecy pointing towards Jesus Christ. Um, another scripture is after Christ came. Romans 15 verse 13, the letter of Paul to the Romans says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. This him that we're talking about is Jesus Christ. And then you'll overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a whole lot of loaded words in there that, that I'm just going to uh, maybe randomly pick out a few. That word hope, I love that word because hope means that we believe something better is on the way. And I've said this before, if you're a regular here, that, that there are three things that remain for eternity and that's faith, hope and love. Faith is we never stop having faith in God. Um, we never stop loving because God is love. We're going to be in eternity with God forever and ever and ever. Amen. But there is no amen, it's just ever. And then, and then hope means that there's always, we can expect something good from God. And that means in heaven, even though it's going to be awesome when we get there, it's going to get more awesome and better and awesomer and betterer and most amazinger all the way through from eternity to eternity. With no amen. See, God had peace in mind when Jesus was born. And God still has peace in mind when he thinks of people. We live, in a, we live in that perfect peace that comes when our heart is set on the Lord. A heart set can mean almost anything to some people. What's it mean? But it comes down to a confident trust in Jesus Christ. That's having your heart set. That you can say, I know things are right with God because I have my heart set. On Jesus Christ. And I believe a, a real factor in, uh, to inner peace is practicing thankfulness, seeing life and experiences with a thankful heart. And I think that's one of the elements that's often missing in our relationships is a, an element of thankfulness. Christmas can be a very unsettling season for those who have experienced isolation, uh, loneliness, emotional loneliness. As you know, for many of you, my father died just a few weeks ago. And one of the stories at his funeral was of his first Christmas in Australia. He came here all on his own, 19 years old, and he couldn't speak the language or anything like that. And uh, he was alone on Christmas Day in a rented room with stale biscuits and hard cheese. And I hope that that's not anyone's experience of Christmas this year. Um, if that is going to be you, if you've got the stale biscuits in the cupboard and some hard cheese, come and see me and we'll, we'll have you come to our house instead. It'll be more fun. But Christmas is a time where many families have established their own traditions. It could be perhaps certain foods or a special place uh, where you celebrate with the family. There's, there's lots of traditions. Even church has traditions. Someone asked me today, why do we have church on Sunday? No, there's only one reason. It's a tradition. There's no special reason why. It's just that's what we do. Um, so 
we have family traditions. Um, a big tradition that almost every family in the Western world shares, whether they believe in Jesus, whether they go to church or not, when it comes to Christmas, a tradition that we have is we give gifts. I'm glad of that one. That's my favourite tradition. <laughs> Pauline says her, her, her love language is this or that. Mine's just gifts. Just give me stuff. Okay. No, don't. <laughs> it's just an illustration for today's message purposes. Christmas is, is uh, sorry, at Christmas in giving gifts, it's, it's my, it is my favourite part. I love to, to see um, people, the excitement on people's faces when, when they receive something. Um, I took a few days this week to deliver Christmas hampers and uh, you know, that our church supplied. And I just want to thank all those who put in every year to help us to deliver Christmas hampers. So let's give them a hand today if you were one of those people. Myself and um, Kerry delivered some, Kerry Gratz delivered some, Kylie, Pastor Kylie delivered some. And it's a great, uh, one of the great things of the year is to go around and, and deliver some, uh, some joy to, to families. It's good fun. Um, but it's one of the best days of the year when you can do that. But the reason why God uh, giving demonstrates our thanks. It's a form of thanksgiving. And it, it, it's also a a demonstration of our appreciation, and it's a demonstration of our love. And when we think of this Christmas story, it's a demonstration of God's graciousness and his love and his, his thankfulness to humankind. Even though we've done nothing to deserve it, he gave Jesus Christ the most special, pure gift that we could ever receive. I like giving at Christmas because it's a way for me to thank God for all the benefits that he has blessed me with. If I can just have the musicians come back and join me. This Christmas, this season, I want us to consider developing and nurturing in, in our hearts a spirit of thankfulness so that in 2016... You may enter the year with a new, a new shift internally. Because we, we often miss the very best that we could be because we fail to give thanks for what we have. And I think it's, it's such a sad thing that, that people can be so consumed and so focused on what didn't work and what they haven't got that they, they don't stop to be thankful for what they have got and what did work. So let's be thankful for, for people in our lives this Christmas. And you know, we, we can easily misinterpret this and think it's and confuse it all with consumerism, consumerism, sorry, and retail spending. Don't make that the main point. And, and that easily sidetracks and sideswipes the whole purpose why we have a Christmas. The main point of Christmas is Jesus is born to bring peace to our hearts Jesus seeks to make himself known to you this Christmas and I hope that you can enter that journey that somehow the Holy Spirit may soften your heart and reveal a new thing if you've been a Christian for a long time and you say well I know I know who Jesus is then you can go into a deeper relationship with the Lord and I think that the, 
the platform, the word that God's given us for our church for this season is thankful. So you can start to be thankful for something. So this morning we had a great message from Pastor Pauline about thankfulness. And uh, I want you to continue on that theme over the next few days. And we'll come back on Christmas morning. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to minister to your heart on that theme. And you'll grow and experience new levels in God. I wish you and your family a very happy and blessed Christmas. And I pray that you'll discover and be thankful for Jesus Christ. God bless you all. We'll see you on Christmas morning. One more carol for you this evening. So why don't you stand to your feet and join us in singing Angels We Have Heard on High. Before we cross an hour. Singing all the place 